Hello, this is Daniel Morris, Senior Investment Strategist with BNP Paribas Asset Management, and welcome to our weekly market podcast. This week, I'm joined by Denis Pennell, who is the CIO of our multi-asset quantitative and solutions business. This week, we'll be talking about uh, updates on market developments, but more importantly, how our multi-asset team is managing what clearly remains a challenging environment. To start off with a market recap, uh, what we've seen over the last week uh, is frankly mixed news uh, in terms of government uh, relaxation of measures in response to the coronavirus. Uh, In some places, for example, at least discussions in the U.S. and Germany, uh, a focus on how restrictions can be eased. But in other countries, for example, Spain, restrictions have actually been extended. So a mixed bag there. Also, it's important to keep in mind that even in America, governors of particular states may not follow the recommendations of the federal administration. So the pace there will also probably be quite variable. The other key development last week was renewed stress for the Italian government bond market. We saw Italian BPPs, Italian government bond yields and spreads rise over the last week which has renewed concerns about the impact of the crisis on the outlook for the Eurozone. The assumption had been that the ECB would step in any time yields rose appreciably, uh, but evidently that hasn't happened or perhaps hasn't happened to a significant enough degree. The other key development on the policy front was it looks like we're getting closer to a new deal to provide additional aid for small and medium-sized enterprises in the U.S., which is going to be quite important given that the initial round of funding has already been used, and clearly we're still early days in terms of the economic impact of the crisis. And then finally, clearly we're just beginning with earnings season, and the surprise has been how good the surprises have been. Uh, You would have anticipated not only very negative numbers, which, frankly, we've had year-in-year earnings growth so far is down about 30 percent, but those numbers aren't as bad as analysts had thought. So the surprise relative to expectations has been positive, with the exception of the financial sector. So that might explain at least partly why we've seen a pretty good reaction in markets over the last couple of weeks. So now let's turn it over to our guest speaker today, Denis. Again, a very challenging, a very volatile environment uh, still. And my question for you is, how are you in the multi-asset quantitative and solutions team organized to manage your portfolios? Thanks, Daniel. Hello, everyone. So as I presented in my last podcast, uh, we are very well equipped to deal with this crisis. We have daily meetings and investment committees to review our investment decisions and obviously to discuss also about new opportunities. So first, we have a very experienced team of of experts at the uh, multi-asset investment committee level. The team has already managed multi-asset portfolios through various crises, and uh, they have a very long experience in macro and and policy making. Second, uh, the decision-making relies on two key pillars. Pillar one, the research team provides uh, fundamental insights in terms of policy macro markets. Pillar two, our PMs complement this approach with market dynamic tools that help us to time the market, which is very useful 
when markets are impacted by a big shock like the current crisis. And finally, we have uh, strict management and portfolio construction tools that help us to monitor and to size our exposures as well as to flag the relevant risks. The other key feature about this crisis is how news is, is changing day to day. Uh, we get new information about how markets are reacting and in particular how economies are reacting. We look at China uh, as it's trying to recover from the shutdown in the first quarter. How are you monitoring the crisis? Actually, we're we monitoring the crisis via four key pillars. Pillar one is tracking the virus evolution. So infections and fatalities seems to have passed their peak in Western world. This supported the market rally since late uh, March. Uh, obviously, now the next challenge is whether these countries can successfully ease lockdown restrictions and how we can live with the virus. Pillar two is economic disruption and resumption. And the last macro data are starting to show that the economic damage in major economies is huge. In fact, all the economic indicators and, and surprises have turned negative in major economies, US, China, Eurozone. The economic damage has surpassed analyst expectation. The third pillar is policy responses. Uh, over the past few weeks, we have seen even more support from policymakers in major economies. In the US, the Fed committed to buy high yield credits, especially to buy uh, high yield ETF. In China, authorities ramp up fiscal easing. In Europe, leaders agreed to use the ESM bailout fund to provide uh, up to 500 billion euros in loans to members in need. Unfortunately, these efforts fall short of a jointly guaranteed fiscal scheme by issuing eurobonds, for example. The fourth pillar is sentiment and systemic market stresses. We have seen that policy support has helped to reduce the market volatility, and especially the indicators that we monitor closely, the, the VIX. And now, if we are looking ahead, I will say that very weak economic data and easy lockdowns are the next tests for markets. As you very rightly pointed out to me, the economic surprises have been negative, data coming in worse than expected. In contrast, to what we've seen with the earnings surprises where things have been a bit better. Uh, nonetheless, again, high degree of uncertainty, a wide range of forecasts for GDP uh, in Europe, in the U.S. Nonetheless, as investors, we all need to have a base case that we invest around. What is your base case and what are the risks around it? So our base case scenario is a recession in H1 and a gradual and bumpy recovery in H2. Ultimately, it should lead to a U-shaped recovery. Such a recovery path will likely require learning to live with the virus with the help of innovations, innovation in testing, for example, changes in some habits and ongoing support of governments. There are clear exit plans and policy support. So this is the best case scenario, but we have also, as you said, alternative scenario. Uh, the main downside risks stem from long and intermittent uh, shutdown that lead to a global recession. We have also a bullish scenario. Uh, bullish scenario will involve rapid progress on virus control and economic resumption that lead to a good recessionary environment. But our best case scenario is the U-shaped recovery by the end of, of, of this year. With that kind of outlook, then, what are your investment views? How are you allocated? Where do you see the opportunities? So in, in the current context, the uh, assessment of fundamental and market dynamics suggests the upside to risky assets, and especially equities over 
medium-term uh, strategic horizon. So it's no time to sell uh, risky assets. However, after a sharp rally uh, from the, the March lows, we believe a setback is likely as markets assess the damage to economic and earnings prospects. So what is the strategic roadmap? We are moderately long risk in our portfolios in a diversified way. We are long emerging and UK equities. Uh, UK and emerging equity valuation are historically very attractive and open up more than for US equities. China is more advanced than the, the Western world in terms of business presumption. It's also an important source of commodities demand. And both UK and emerging equities are directly linked to China and commodities. That's the reason why we, we have this long position on UK and emerging equities. We are long uh, investment grade credits, Euro and, and US, as the ECB and the Fed support the credit markets through their actions and various programs. We are long emerging hard currency debts, and we are long commodities, including gold. At the same time, we are underweight in duration as we see core bond yields as asymmetric to the upside given historically low yields and aggressive fiscal easing. So this position, as well as gold, should also be seen as a hedge against a more inflationary environment, which can't be excluded for H2 uh, knowing the huge policy uh, responses. So now what is the tactical roadmap? Tactically, as we expect a pullback in risky assets, we recently lowered our market risk exposure with a short in S&P 500 and also by taking profits on our MU equity overweight. We expect a correction in the next few days and we are ready to add to our risk exposure depending on obviously opportunities that open up. So in a nutshell, we remain nimble and cautiously looking for opportunity across financial markets using both a fundamental and market dynamic approach from our investment committees. Allow me to summarize then uh, for the multi-asset quantitative and solutions team, very well experienced, well organized and well equipped to handle the crisis, monitoring, of course, the evolution of the virus itself, then even perhaps more importantly, how governments are responding. Are they increasing? Are they loosening? At what pace, where and how the measures that have put into place so far? Importantly, also following what central banks are doing, further stimulus from governments and finance ministers. And then, of course, finally, sentiment and market stresses. Nonetheless, the view is for a U-shaped recovery. So a V-shaped, unfortunately, is probably not in the cards, but nonetheless, it is a recovery. And that suggests uh, investors should have an overweight to risky assets, to equities, to credit, uh, and to hard currency emerging market debt. That said, with the big rally we've had over the last couple of weeks, uh, anticipating a short-term correction, so tactically more cautious, even if strategically overweight risk assets. That's it for this week. Thank you very much for joining us on our weekly market podcast. As always, if you have any further questions, do not hesitate to contact your BNP Paribas Asset Management representative. And otherwise, we wish you a good week and take care. Thank you. Take care, all. This podcast presentation includes a discussion on current market events and is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BNP Paribas Asset Management. Please keep in mind that the information and analysis in this presentation is only current as of the publication date.